0: Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett.
1: And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry
0: for over 19 years and have seen just about everything.
1: And as damaged as we are, we are ready to bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. So Chris, in that intro, I flubbed on my own name. I was about to say my name, and I flubbed on it. And you know what? I was watching home videos last night. Because my mom wanted that for Christmas, right? And she wanted them all converted from VHS. Yes, she still had VHS to see like to DVD or whatever so i had them you know switch to DVD and also to USB and so i'd plugged the USB into my Xbox last night and sit down with my my kids and looking at it and like uh, they're all, i'm in a lot of these videos <laughs> like i'm the oldest kid so i got i got videoed a lot and uh, there was this cub scout thing like apparently there was a cub scout project where you were supposed to get in front of a like be in a newscast or whatever and I don't know. Introduce the news. That was it. Already job. sounds priceless. Yes. <laughs> so, you know what? I would be perfectly fine with putting some of this on MLA, um, on the on on the Facebook. Anyway. So, I uh, I was introducing the whole news segment, and I, I'm reading off the script. And as I'm doing it, I flub on my own name. You oh, know? that's hilarious. I'm M- M- Matthew Rice. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Taylor Stroll, your friendly neighborhood podcast producer. Matt just told you that very ridiculous and funny story of him messing up words, which is a thing that I usually edit out. But unfortunately, I wasn't the editor for this video that he was talking about because it was many years ago and I wasn't born yet. But fortunately, I have been born now. And I have obtained just for you some rare, rare audio from the footage Matt was just talking about, you're welcome in advance. Good
0: evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Club Talk here on station CEBZ, Channel 3 in Lake Dallas. I'm your host, Matt, Matt
1: Matthew Rice. Like, anyway, and I called myself Matthew. I haven't called myself Matthew, I, I don't think, since that video.
0: Since the video, that, that's what did you in. <laughs> that's a hoot. <laughs> Childhood stories. I uh, Are you familiar with Mad Magazine? Oh yeah,
1: I yeah, what I looked at that magazine often as
0: a kid. Okay. I had a subscription as a kid. I don't know why I had a subscription as a kid. Um it was irreverent magazine, you know. I don't know if it was like bad, but it wasn't it wasn't wholesome like a Boy's Life or a scouting magazine or something like that. Or, or but, Nat, Nat but what Geo. what
1: young man would actually read that magazine?
0: <laughs> what? Mad magazine? <laughs> Boy's Life. I know, yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on, um <laughs> Uh, I, I remember that they changed the way that they were shipping it to make it what, more cost effective and instead of doing it in a little uh, plastic sleeve they just put uh, like a brown, brown paper over it and they would always put something funny a quote or something silly on the front and uh, one time they shipped it and they said here's the sensual material you asked us to send you in a brown paper bag oh no <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a pretty funny joke but i remember my mother grabbing it and saying what is this this big kind of to do it it was revealed it was the mad magazine and she's like okay that's fine (laughs) but the next week they issued an apology in the magazine because they had so many people stop subscribing because of that and so the the guy is it alfred e newman was that the guy that was always on the front
1: i think so yeah
0: yeah and his his famous quote what was his famous quote
1: I actually have no idea.
0: It says, "What me worry? What question mark me worry?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and I bring that up because you told a childhood story, and then I felt inadequate, so I had to share a childhood story. But also <laughs> because you were worried today. Today's topic, I wanted to talk about worry, you know. And his his little quote is like, "I'm not going to worry about anything," and and you know, in Scripture it talks about um, cast all your anxieties on the Lord. You're moving a little too fast from that
1: segue to this, to the content, which I think is like, I'm just marveling at the segue because I was actually a part of it and it was unintentional. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) That
0: was just amazing. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) good. So instead of having a seamless garment, let's cut the thing in half to marvel. (laughs) I I mean, people don't want to hear perfection. I don't
1: think. Otherwise, they wouldn't listen to us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we got a dog, and there's a long story behind why we got a dog, and maybe I'll tell it on the podcast sometime. But we got a dog like two days ago. Yesterday, it started having blood come out both ends, Jeez. which is a thing, which is a disease that kills puppies called Provovirus. Hmm. We take it to the doctor, they give us. <laughs> my kids don't listen to the podcast they give us like a 60 percent chance of it surviving wow and they're like and they're like if you keep it in the hospital it'll be a higher percentage chance because we can do an IV and all these different things um but it's gonna cost you around eighteen hundred dollars holy moly <laughs> that's more than like uh, you, you spend know on
1: your kids' cast.
0: Or their birth, you know, depending on the, <laughs> the, depending on the insurance that, that year, you know. And so we can't, there's no way we cannot afford that. So we're like, okay, what's the what's the other option? And they're like, the 60% chance of survival is this. And they give us all these supplies to go home. And then we take the dog home. And it's lethargic. At one point, we believed that it stopped breathing. Wow. And we're like, wow. The, the dog's name is Lola. We're like shaking it and kind of squeezing it and trying, and it bounces back. It's like Lazarus, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, and so, so we are worried. Like there is this anxiety and this worry about it, but it led us to make some serious decisions about how are we going to care for this dog in the next seventy two hours because that's when its uh, mortality rate is the highest. My wife stayed downstairs with the dog, set an alarm for every hour and a half. Hydration is the key thing to fight this disease. And so we fed it a uh, whatever, an eyedropper full of liquid every hour and a half and woke up this morning and the dog had a little bit of life in it. It just ate some food. I'm not saying we're out of the out of the danger zone or anything like that, but I will say that worry was something that was a driving factor in helping us stay um, motivated or driven to care for this dog.
1: Yep. Yeah, you were worried about the
0: dog dying, so you had to do stuff to keep the dog from dying. And so, worry does worry have a place in ministry mm. when worry in this example led to some pretty concrete action.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if that worry is is like coupled with some sort of protection or I don't know, something else like to take. Well, charity it to for it,
0: sure. Or... We love the dog and we love our children and we did not want to see them broken. But we did at one point after the dog stopped breathing go upstairs and call the kids back down so they could say goodbye to the dog. Wow. Just in case it passed away. <laughs> wow. Yesterday was yesterday was rough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. And he's
1: he's doing okay now?
0: Well, I mean, he's definitely better than what what he was when we took him home from the vet yesterday. Uh We're still in that 72-hour window, so we have to stay so diligent, you know. Dang.
1: Yeah. Um, So, like, taking it in in a different direction when we're dealing with young people or vulnerable adults, is it worry that motivates us to protect them from predators?
0: Or is that kind of instinct, uh, the kind of aspect of uh, spiritual fatherhood, spiritual motherhood,
1: yeah, and that's like what I'm trying to get at cuz like worry definitely plays a part. I think I'm just not sure if that's the, you know, primary motivation. It may be protection in that instance. Um, you know, I don't I'm not sure, you know, what what the motivation is. If we're worried that we're going to put on, you know, a bad event, then we make sure to put everything we can into that event. Or is it not worry, but integrity and you know commitment to excellence
0: or if it is worry does that indicate a mistrust in the lord sure right like i'm going to show up to the event doubly because i'm not sure if god's going to show up and bring his part and so that that's where it's like are we showing mistrust in the lord when we bring anxiety or worry into the ministry realm or can we leverage worry to motivate us to to have better ministry that's what I want to unpack. It's kind of a challenging thing um, because I, I see both sides. I used to stay up through the night. like Literally, I couldn't fall asleep before ministry events, particularly retreats when I was in my first five years in, in ministry. Um, yeah. And now I sleep like a baby. Yeah. And so there's a maturity that has come to where the anxiety has lowered or lessened. And, uh, and my experience tells me that things are going to be okay. But I'm also ready for the retreat. My goal with retreats, and I don't know if you did do this, but I psych myself out. And two days before the retreat, I pretend like the retreat is the next day. Mm. And then... The day before the retreat, I'm able to answer all the other questions, you know, the parents that are calling and asking questions and last minute things, because I've already got everything printed, everything packed, everything staged. And so I psych myself out, which is not something I did in my first couple of years of ministry. I would be, yeah, I mean, day of the retreat, I'd show up two hours earlier to do things I should have done two weeks earlier. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: So the worry that you dealt with um, as a young ministry leader helped form you to be prepared as a an experienced miniature leaders leader
0: <laughs> or or the pain of lack of preparation which yeah. led to the worry yeah. helped for me you know so i i, I so that, that that's where i'm torn i mean it, i know that the word worry and anxiety a lot of times are are things that like people take medication because mm-hmm. of anxiety anxiety especially among youth is significant it used to be about one in twenty and now it's it's significantly higher uh, with with uh, anxiety from social anxiety to all these different things. And there are people that have panic attacks over just uh, I've had teens that have had to step out of retreats, and even one or two that I've had to send home because crowds create anxiety for them. Yep. And and, and in my first five years of ministry, that was super super uncommon. And so we've got a we've got a society where anxiety is a driving force, and. <laughs> I guess my question is, is, can we leverage it in ministry or should we, like Scripture says, cast it aside? You know, this is Proverbs 12.25, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up.
1: Yeah, and maybe that, like getting to the question that I was asking earlier, you know, what is it that motivates you to to get things done? You know, is it worry or is it something else? Because if it's if it's worry, is that, I mean, is that something that you, like you said, can you leverage it? Or do you need to get rid of it and then find something else to be your motivator? And maybe it's a decent crutch, you know, for the time being until you find, you know, until you have another motivator. But I don't think it's probably, it's probably not the best motivator to get things done, but it can be something that helps you
0: get things done. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense because I'm thinking about it now. And in times of spiritual dryness, worry can help when your openness to grace has let you down. Mm. If, if, if that, I mean, that sounds like a horrible choppy way to say it. <laughs> I'm coming across very judgy, judgy, but I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> you've got this look. What what about worry in your life, in your world for ministry? Um, How has worry played a part in that? I
1: mean, I think a lot of it is, you know, looking ahead. I don't know, because you've got, you've also got the scripture, you know, that, you know, how foolish is the man who didn't count his resources before he started building? Right. Right. So you've got this tension in scripture about like between worry and preparedness. And so I think there is like, I don't know, or maybe not preparedness. That's not the right word. Because if, if you didn't worry and all you did was completely depend on the Lord, then you wouldn't have like, you wouldn't make sure you had all the resources in place before you started doing something.
0: Because we are commissioned with God, yeah, which means we are underneath God's mission but that also implies that we have duties and tasks. We are laborers in the vineyard, and so if we just went to the vineyard and stood around and waited for wine to show up, yeah, you know, then then that would be that would be problematic. And we walked in and we said, "I'm just not going to worry about it. There will be wine." Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> and then the other laborers sent their children to beat us to death, and the father was actually pleased with that. <laughs> Wait a second.
1: I know now we have <laughs> a totally it's, different it's, analogy and. Okay. It's a fun twist. <laughs> so I, I do think that there's a balance between a lack of worry and making sure you have what you need. And I, I don't know, there's a, a dependence on our Lord that the lack of worry requires. But then there's also a, like a participation that he requires from us in, in all that we do.
0: What we're hitting on is we need to be mission driven, not anxiety driven. Right, And so if we want the retreat to go off flawlessly or the ministry event to go off flawlessly, it's not because we're worried about, oh, no, what if people don't like it as much as I want them to, and that type of worrying and anxiety can drive us towards excellence, mm-hmm. but if it's because I want them to have an experience of God. And an experience of God will be easier to do if they are not worried about when their next meal is going to come, or where the bathrooms are at, or all the other logistical things. If they got the right T-shirt size, all those little pieces that sometimes we have anxiety over—those execution pieces—get get get, uh, get concerns out of the way, so they can be completely present to God at that ministry event. And I think that's a better motivation.
1: Well, and I wonder if if it's not if if they don't say the same thing. Right. To a certain extent, because when you're prepared, you don't worry as much. Right. I I do not. You know, you're correct. Yeah. So the so those both of those scriptures may be saying the exact same thing. Right.
0: Um, Just in different ways, kind of the, the negative, yeah,
1: you know, um, because don't worry like you can say don't worry. But if you haven't prepared, you're going to worry right and and you should because you're not prepared like you don't have anything done right um, and uh and so i think that yeah maybe they both say the same exact thing you know is that when you prepare you're not going to worry so prepare <laughs> now it's not i mean i don't think it's exactly the
0: same but so then if worry is present in your ministry is there ways to turn it around oh i wasn't prepared i need to prepare a little bit more or this is a signpost of mistrust Or, and this is where you're like, you're going
1: to need, you know, someone like a good peer or a mentor to help you because sometimes we can be really mean to ourselves and we can prepare and prepare and prepare and then still worry. That's the wrong kind of worry. Yep. Right. And so we can think, oh, well, you know, it's, it's all going to be crap now, you know, but you actually spent like 10 hours preparing for this event. Or or more depending on the, the event. You know, so you would need someone to, to bounce that off of is like, hey, you know, in spiritual director or whoever, I'm I'm still worried about this event or I'm really worried about this, and I'm not sure if it's a good amount of worry or the right kind of worry. And then they can actually actually ask you and say, Hey, how much did you prepare for this? Like what did you put into this? And if you don't have a lot to say, if there's not a lot behind there, then that worry is founded. Right? But but it could be a fruit in, of
0: lack of preparation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, or
0: like if you have done a lot
1: and you're still worrying, then that's spiritual warfare or a lack of trust, potentially.
0: And the lack of trust piece, I see that in, uh, in my own ministry sometimes when someone new is giving a talk or a presentation or a teen is giving a testimony. And I'm like, they've never been behind the microphone before. We've worked with them to make it a reality, but I'm still – worried. I'm still anxious. Like, what if mm-hmm. this doesn't happen well? And uh, and then the other piece, because I'm such a type A personality, I worry in ministry when someone goes two minutes over their time yep i'm like oh no the schedule says you were supposed to end at eight twelve, and now it's eight fourteen. how are we gonna fit everything in and i start to have this anxiety which is completely ridiculous yeah but at the same time if they went five minutes over it does bump into other things and so yeah. there is there's a, almost a little fruit to that diligence but i'm, I'm I, I get i get way too wound up over the schedule way too quickly and yep. uh and i know sometimes i just need to be like Jesus, like, come Holy Spirit, and you lead the night the way you desire it to be led. Yeah. It, but but then it's like almost a, a caveat, but I'm going to take it back over if you lead it more than five minutes over schedule, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, you take
1: the wheel for five minutes. Yeah. And you have yeah. an extra five minutes to take the wheel. Other than that, it's mine.
0: <laughs> it's mine,
1: yeah. Um, and the same thing happens for me, you know, when giving presentations, when uh, when I know that I'm going off topic. But something about it feels right. Like this is where this is where God wants me to go. Sometimes I'm worried that I'm missing. Like I, I'm not going to say all the content that I prepared, or I'm not going to give all everything that I prepared. You know, and and that's like a little bit me focused. You know, rather than what God wants. But again, right. there's a balance there. It's like um, if you do go completely off topic and you don't talk about anything about
0: the topic, is is that really what God had you prepare for? Because someone somewhere discerned what that topic should be, and ideally they discerned it with prayer or with a group of people that were seeking a mission together. Yeah. And for us to go completely off topic or off script might not honor the working of the Holy Spirit back in that meeting when they were planning the topic.
1: Yep. Yeah. But the, like letting worry also keep you stuck on, this is what I'm presenting, even though this isn't what people need. You know, is also a, I don't know, not a good thing. But I mean, I think.
0: No, like I I hear it. Like I I get the sense of, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness are all fruits of the Holy Spirit. Worry is not on that list. And worry almost feels like an anti-fruit of the Holy Spirit. Would that be like a vegetable (laughs) of the Holy Spirit? (laughs) I don't, I don't know where you guys land on fruits and vegetables. What's an anti-fruit? What does that mean? I don't know. Probably, French probably fries. trans fat. Yeah, something like that. So, um, it, just to keep French that in fries, mind, the I know anti-fruit. we. We. That's a we, new tagline. <laughs> ministry leaders anonymous. The anti-fruit. No.
1: <laughs> just ministry leaders anonymous. French fries. The anti-fruit.
0: <laughs> okay. No connection uh, at all. <laughs> Zero. So uh, shifting, uh, can we leverage? This is this is kind of our last bit that I wanted to talk about, is can we leverage worry for our ministry? And I think about this. Do you remember those commercials? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to sound so old. Let's just change it. They had crash test dummies in the commercials. Yep. And they would actually talk to each other and blah, 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 then they'd get mm-hmm. in a car and crash. And some of them would be like, oh, no, I want to get in this car, not that car. And basically, this, these commercials were leveraging worry to say, hey, if you don't drive, our brand of vehicle, and you get in a car accident, you're going to be the crash test dummy that can't put itself back together. <laughs> like, yep. be afraid. And if if you're younger than thirty, just Google it. They're actually kind of humorous. Or or don't waste your time. I mean, but like like car commercials always use that
1: mode. Like, we're the safest car. If you get in an accident, you're not going to die.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what they want. Especially. Every car
1: manufacturer wants you to believe that.
0: Right. And so they leverage worry for the sake of sales. Can we leverage worry for the sake of ministry? You know, we, we, a lot of times in the confession talk, it's like, well, at least you won't go to hell and this is a pathway. And it's like, it's a sacrament of healing. It's not a sacrament of a get out of hell free card. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but but is there a place to leverage worry in ministry? I mean, I don't know. Like there there's a healthy fear,
1: right? Fear of the Lord is a gift. Or is it a fruit? It's a gift. Thanks. You're yeah. better at that stuff than I am. <laughs> Thanks. You know, that that is a gift, right? So, fear of the Lord, I mean, is is that the same as worry? It's it's not. It's you know, not. so I think there's a healthy fear that we all should have just knowing the difference between us and God. But that's that doesn't mean that it's worry.
0: Yeah, and ministry shouldn't feel like a haunted house, you know? Like <laughs> everywhere you turn, <laughs> Ah! Well, be, because I, i've seen it with sexuality you know and, and again you and i probably grown up saw this a lot more in regards to the approach to chastity and human sexuality that was taught both in the schools and in the church but it's like if you have sex you could end up getting you know a, a disease an std aids whatever and you pregnant yeah yeah it was
1: all fear driven
0: sex equals all these bad things and then i've had i've had friends that when they got married and they were you know it, you know validly married and, and and ready they were nervous about it because they had been taught it's so bad for so long mm-hmm. that like well it kept them from doing it before marriage but it also kept them from experiencing the fullness of human sexuality in the context of marriage yep. and so worry-driven um ministry or worry-driven content led to anxiety in the midst of the appropriate context for it and i i think we just are at a loss on how to communicate the beauty of sexu- human sexuality? If if all we talk about is the don'ts of Catholicism or the or the, the 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 hell when the heaven is so so much more appealing. It's vinegar and honey, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that that is quite a bit that we can learn from yeah the transition because even when I started in ministry nineteen years ago, and and this is like uncatechized idiot Matt, you know, I knew that what I had learned, what had been taught to me about sex was was wrong there was something like foundationally wrong with regards to where the starting point was because i mean for, for for no other reason like teenagers are invincible they believe they are so you tell me that the only reason i can't do this is because this is going to happen to me no teenager ever believes that's going to happen to them right <laughs> so that helps nothing right and so then you know somehow like like wesley and i gave you know sex talks to the youth group Two different years um, when I was in first in youth ministry, and I didn't know anything about theology, the body, nothing like that. But we talked about the goodness of what it is, the gift that it is, not about the the dangers or whatever, anything like that. And then since then, like that's been the focus from what I've seen with regards to you know, even chastity talks and stuff like that, right? Same thing for you. Yeah,
0: Christopher West says when you say no to something, it's because you say a deeper yes to something else. And so often in uh, you know uh, human sexuality talks, you I just I just remember hearing about the no 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 no, and oftentimes it was because the church said so, or you don't want to burn in hell, or you don't want to get a disease and have certain body parts fall off, and you're just <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> like, this is scary. My-. You're gonna go blind. And then they'll end with, because it's a gift. And you're like, it doesn't sound like a gift. It sounds terrifying. (laughs) And so what is that deeper yes? It's okay to say the no, but we have to point to the deeper yes that that no uh, is pointing towards. Otherwise, I feel like we do a disservice. So yes, if we're going to talk about um, you know, a, a minivan and its safety rating, I think it's also important on a spiritual level, spiritual minivan, uh, that'll be another bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> on a spiritual minivan, it's also important to talk about why the minivan is important and where it's going to take us.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think we've kind of answered our own question that worry is not necessarily something we want to leverage in ministry, but healthy fear of the Lord is.
0: Right. Uh, The loss of heaven and the pains of hell. Um, Those are both things that you should fear, right? I don't want to be away from God. But we don't want to only talk about that. If we just talk about the loss of heaven and don't talk about the beauty of heaven, then who cares if you lost heaven if you don't know what it's all about? And so we have to talk about the beauty of our faith when we're also talking about some of the boundaries of our faith, which point to that deeper yes, the deeper beauty of our faith. Awesome. Anything else on this topic? I've got one more thing that I want to
1: talk about. Hit it. What's the name of the guy that Jesus raised from the dead? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to pick on me. Yeah, I'm picking on you a little bit. Lazarus
0: okay
1: <laughs> there you go all right so real quick now say that word lazarus there you go <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> now notice i didn't derail the show when you said it i really wanted to but i did i did google
0: it and pull it up because i
1: wanted to talk about it uh, it's lazarus
0: with an s oh, thanks okay Chris. okay m- m- matthew <laughs> Well done, sir. Well done, All sir. right. Touche. <laughs> well, great, you guys. Uh, if you want to pick on us, you can pick on us over at the Facebook page, which is uh, just search uh, Ministry Leaders Anonymous. And uh, it's a closed group, so we can really share and be vulnerable there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's continue the conversation online.
1: Please send any feedback you guys have to mla at ablaze.us or just DM us on, on Facebook um, and share this podcast with somebody.
0: Here's a little song I wrote. I hope you like it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. happy. (laughs) Here at Ministry (laughs) Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders. And we will see you next week on (laughs) Ministry Leaders Anonymous. (laughs) God bless.
1: Matthew Uh, Matthew, Uh, Matthew, bless.
0: Very impress- impressive chat. Our last expert this evening is Mr. Ian Desmeek who will tell us about the wonderful world of music. Although it isn't a tool of communicating like the phone or TV, it is one of the more enjoyable kinds and each of us enjoys
1: listening to a song now and then.